Well, Colin, I didn't think uh, it'd be just you and me again on a late night Bloominati podcast like the old days, but hey, quarantine does strange things to us. Uh, we're back. It's Nathan and Colin once again riding. Uh, you know, we've we've had some news over the last uh, 24, 48 hours regarding USF athletics. So we figured what a, you know, no better time than the present to kind of catch everyone up and see, you know, you know we, we put our reporting caps on again. It's They're a little rusty. Um, yeah, mine doesn't quite fit right, but we'll get the fit here. So, do you feel great shame that football scoop let you know that the NCAA was on campus? Do you feel great shame? I you do. cry at night knowing that the NCAA had was, and it wasn't like they showed up yesterday. Yeah. They've been on campus, and they got it before you did, and Joey, and Will, and all y'all. I am, I am shamed. I am shamed. But, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll get to go on Colin Cowherd and claim that it was me that had it. Wow. Hold on. Wait, wait, let me get the gun. Pow, pow, pow. Shots fired. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> if you don't know what Nate's talking about, quickly explain. You should probably. Uh, just go check out Tom Jones' Twitter feed. Uh, from. Uh, That's the way to do it. Yeah. From Thursday night or Thursday morning, afternoon. Uh, you'll get it. Um, yeah. So let's. Do you want to start with coronavirus or do you want to start with the NCAA investigation? So corona-wise, so I've sort of been covering it for DK um, because there's not a lot of college football to bet on right now. No surprise that the Football Oversight Committee was approved by the Division One Council. The calendar basically doesn't change that much. Uh, it just changes sort of when the access windows open up, but you're still going to get four weeks of camp. You're still going to have the same number of practices. Um, you're still going to have the the warm-up period where basically the, the walk-ons and the freshmen um, are able, they're able to be in front of them a little bit more with a ball and pads than they would be normally. So basically you're, it's not a, a ton of change from like the regular calendar. Um, I think the scary thing is that Texas had six kids with Corona and then today they had 13 and USF had no kids with Corona and now they've got two. And that seems bad to me. It's almost like college kids that aren't paid that you can't afford to put in a bubble like the NBA is going to do at Disney. Maybe college kids are going to like go drink beer and, and eat pizza at establishments. And they're going to walk around campus and talk to other students and they're going to go see their friends and you can't lock them in cages all day. So, and you can't like buffer the campus and make it a, like a Corona free zone like they can do with the NBA. So this could get worse in non-zero chance we have to alter the football season here still. Yep. Uh, I think you're right there, Colin. Um, you know, a lot of, just a lot of, I don't know, misconceptions or uh, fallacies kind of bouncing around, you know, herd immunity has been thrown around in my mention. <laughs> That's not a thing. Herd immunity only works if there's a vaccine. It's the only time herd immunity works. It doesn't, it's not a thing. It is yep. not a thing. So, uh, you know, the 27, you know, potentially if, you know, worst case scenario right now for Texas is, you know, 27% of the, their 85 scholarship players have either have Corona or have been exposed to someone with Corona or, and in, are in quarantine right now. Yikes. That seems like a lot. Um, USF luckily so far only has two Houston shutdown practices because they had six confirmed cases and they're not testing regularly. 
UTSA only tested when they got on campus. Arkansas State apparently is just an absolute cluster. <laughs> uh, Florida State has an undisclosed amount. Uh, it's just incredible. Um, but who knows? Uh, if everything goes to plan, USF will start fall camp August 7th in preparation for the September 5th game at Texas. Um, getting less and less likely that fans will be any fans whatsoever will be in the in the stands. Uh, was that DKR? Is that is that the yeah, yeah. DKR Daryl Daryl K Royal Stadium? Yeah. So uh, good luck. Godspeed. Uh, please just keep washing your hands. Stay distant. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Don't be, don't be a dick. Wear a mask. Don't be a dick. Um, um, I'm going to give blood tomorrow. Praying for the antibody test to come back, saying that I've already been through this, and then um, I'm O positive. If I'm O positive, and uh, and also somebody with the antibody, I think they're going to call me like every week and ask me to start giving blood. I'm going to have to like get a new spleen or something. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, just everybody stay safe. Don't be stupid. And if um, this is just going to keep happening, like college athletic departments are not set up to keep kids safe from a pandemic, but we're still going to try and have them on campus and practice in any way. And, and the thing is that yes, these are mostly young and healthy adults and they should be okay. But the thing that's not being talked about is, is how, how sick you get is often based on how much of the virus you ingest at one time. And that's sort of been the thing that's not some people, if you just get a little flick, then you, you might be asymptomatic. You might be fine. Other people ingest a lot more, and they could get really sick. And even like, yes, some of the most fit athletes out there can still get sick and it's going to happen. And somebody's going to end up really, really sick at some point. Who's mm-hmm. a college athlete. That's when we're going to have problems. Yeah. Uh, real reason we're uh, recording tonight is, uh, you know, we, we mentioned it at the top, the NCAA's uh, on campus, having some fun, lurking, looking. <laughs> so football scoop scooped everybody. Shame, great shame to the USF media, our present company included. Um, we should have done better. We should have known that the NCAA was on campus, but instead we found out um, from Football Scoop. The reason Football Scoop found out is because I assume one of the coaches that was interviewed by the NCAA uh, went to Football Scoop. And because Football Scoop is good at helping to get coaches' names out there for assistant jobs, et cetera, uh, they're somewhat plugged into the industry. They dropped the dime um, about USF being investigated, and that's how everybody found out. Now, I have put together some things. I've talked to some people. Um, Apparently, this has been going on for a while. (laughs) USF has been... um, under investigation by the NCAA for a bit. They do not have a notice of allegations though. So this is not, this is just sort of like a preliminary investigation thing that's going on right now. Bunch of people have been interviewed. Some, some you'd think about others are like very small people downstream and they tend to start with the small people downstream and work their way like up the stream. So that's kind of where we're at. The notion that USF dropped the dime on itself to get the NCAA to come to campus so they could find cause against Charlie Strong so they wouldn't have to pay him the money that they owe him 
is fucking batshit insane. That is that is the guy from um, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the the red lines behind him <laughs> on the bulletin board, like pointing in like conspiracy theory directions. It is a Mel Gibson conspiracy theory that just it didn't happen. It didn't happen. There has been no internal investigation by USF about anything that's going wrong. What happened was somebody dropped the dime on USF. I don't know if anybody at USF even knows who did. And the NCAA said, we're going to come on campus and ask a few questions. And that's where they are right now. That's it. Charlie's still getting paid. They have no plans to like take the money back. He's still getting a check. Everything the USF put out in their statements today is a hundred percent true. And what they're looking at, we don't really know yet. That's kind of where we are. Yep. And you know, that, that seems to be the case. Let's just read the, the, the full uh, statement from the university. Um, this is a statement released by Michael Kelly in the school. Um, the University of South Florida acknowledges that the NCAA enforcement staff is currently conducting inquiry to determine whether violations of NCAA legislation occurred with the university's athletics program. The university is working cooperative, cooperatively with the NCAA enforcement staff and will continue, will continue to do so. In order to protect the integrity of the investigation, the university will provide no details and make further, make further comment at this time. Uh, they did go on to clarify that Charlie was still getting aid from, I mean, from everything, I mean, I think the initial uh, football scoop reporting was a bit shoddy outside of the uh, the NCAA being on campus. Um, Which, by the way, is the big thing here. They got yes. the headline right. They just, everything else is way, way, way off. And to be fair, apparently they tried to reach out to USF. USF didn't call them back. Now... If USF didn't call them back because they're not allowed to call them back, okay. Nate, you and I have played the game with USF <laughs> media relations over the last years where sometimes you call them and they don't really want to answer your question and they like, just don't call you back. Like, like, for example, two players got left in an airport <laughs> yep. in, uh, in Oklahoma. Or in Houston, coming because they had a layover because we don't fly charter at this point. So we got two players stuck at Hobby. Um, and I'm like, why did you leave two players in an airport? Nobody calls me back. Nobody calls me back. Nobody calls me back. Eventually, I got to run with the story because Troy Holston's mom got it all over Twitter. <laughs> so th- this is what USF does. It's sometimes how they handle things. I'm just saying that that's what they do. So if football school tried to get some confirmation information and then get a call back, that wouldn't stun me. Um, but the, the implications and the inferences that were made by them about everything else, except for the fact they didn't sit on campus are just categorically, categorically false. Right. And, and again, uh, I mean, we, we said it on the, on the podcast, Michael, Kelly, when the, the sports business journal, journal story came out about them cutting, you know, having to cut sports and then it's, you know, uh, you know, trying to uh, help with a coronavirus induced budget crunch. It just seems like a, it's a stretch. It's a stretch to the imagination. And, you know, I, I said it when the story broke, I was like, man, this just, this just seems dirty. This seems like dirty pool to do this. And, you know, I, 
it just de- it didn't make sense for the person that we know Michael Kelly is, and that's kind of what uh, you know some people uh, you know around the school and university have kind of told me is yeah your assessment's right here it's not some you know Michael Kelly trying to save maybe five hundred thousand um, dollars. Well, it would you would be able to claw back the full amount because. Um, if if violations were if violations were found out later to be you could claw that back, that is something that could potentially happen. Um, of course, all unpaid monies could be withheld, but then they could even go after monies that have already been paid. That is possible, but they, that's not even close to happening because first the NCAA has to establish whatever. Crimes Against Humanity, Charlie Strong personally committed, not even his staff, that he personally would have had to have had a hand in um, to have that happen. And then he would have to go through a process through the NCAA. Charlie wants to work in college athletics again. If he was to get like some sort of show cause or whatever, of course he's going to petition. That would go through that process. And then if after all of that, USF determined that they were they were harmed by his actions that were proven to be true, then maybe they would do something themselves, but they did not start this that nobody. And I mean, nobody in college athletics goes, Hey, you know, I got a great way for us to not pay somebody. Let's have somebody turn over every rock and desk and note and email on the, in, in the entire athletic department. Cause remember once the door opens for the NCAA, they can go anywhere. It doesn't have to be just football office. It doesn't just have to be, you know, certain individuals. If they happen to see, like, if they're walking out of the building one day after investigating in the football team and they see a baseball team that's in a group practice with a volunteer assistant coach out there that's not supposed to be there, then they got a whole new investigation into baseball. Like, that's how this works. You know what I mean? Like once Kevin Ollie, Kevin Ollie says, what's up? What? Kevin Ollie says, Ollie. what's up? <laughs> right. I mean, that's what happens. You can get caught in the crossfire. So no university is psychotic enough to say, Hey guys, come on campus. Come on, come look at everything. I mean, you know, it's fine. Nobody does that. So that's not what happened here. There's no internal investigation by the university. This is the somebody dropped a dime on something in the NCAA, and USF is, as far as I know, still not 100% clear on what that is. And, you know, and that's, that's the scary part. It's the unknown. If, I mean, it, depending on who, who we, we talk to, they don't really know who, what they're looking for. What, I mean, is the football scoop report about, you know, illegal practice time with uh, analysts and grad assistants, what they're really looking for. Is there something deeper? Who knows right now? I, it would make sense, but who knows? Look, practice time. Like if, if you get caught, you get caught. And the, and it all comes down to like, these things come down to if somebody coughs up the info and has some, some paperwork to back it up, you're done. You know what I mean? Like it, it, you, there are certain things coaches can do and there are certain things coaches cannot do. And they all know what they are. And sometimes people push the edges for competitive reasons. And sometimes people push the edges just because they feel like they can. What Charlie did, I, you and I 
of all of the things that we've complained about Charlie Strong, I don't think any either one of us would ever call him unethical in any way. No. Like, I mean, that's just not the the guy that we interacted with during our, you know, time covering this program. You covered him more than I did. Um, but I don't think anyone's going to call Charlie unethical. But whether he pushed the rules to the point of breaking or if he did some things that, you know, were NCAA, not legally wrong, but NCAA wrong, maybe. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an interesting uh, next few weeks months uh given everything that's going on let's just add let's just add an ncaa investigation on top of it and so since usf would be a reasonably close um offender it's not they're not still on probation or anything but um you know basketball just had violations under orlando antigua basketball had violations under uh stan heath I don't think football's ever had a problem before, but that doesn't matter in the NCAA's eyes. It's about institutional control. So although there are no, like no level one violations um, that I can think of that USF was, has, hasn't been charged with anything level one or, you know, too, too severe. Um, you know, once, once they're on, you, you know, repeat offenders tend to get a little bit more crap. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing kind of working in USF's favor in that regard is, hey, man, we're under new management. Right. Yeah. That should help. And especially like a guy who has. Especially you know, when you got Michael Kelly on the show and he's got, he's pretty close to the NCAA and, and some of the big power brokers within the sport. It may help a little bit. It, it very well may help. We once had a compliance director who was, Steve Horton, um, who is now retired to Athens, Georgia, but he was literally a ninja because he knew all of those people. He knew the rules. He knew it was right, right and wrong. And he just, I mean, literally every single position USF filed with the NCAA was approved for years on end, like a hundred percent batting average, you know, those relationships. And, and honestly, what the NCAA look for is candor. If you're open and upfront and you throw the doors open, it usually works in your favor. Not every time. Cause some schools that do that end up getting burned in the long run, they cooperate and then it works against them. But for the most part, it tends to work in your favor if you do. Yeah. I want to say Oklahoma state kind of got burned by that. Um, yeah, they're not, well, they got burned. They're, they're saying that they're being overpunished for a coach that they fired. Right. Um, you know, that's certainly a fair argument for what's going on with them. Um, the big one here is we're all just waiting for Kansas, you know, (laughs) Are, are they going to melt Lawrence or are they merely going to set it a fire? Like what, right. what are they going to do? Um, that's the big one. When, when Kansas and Arizona and maybe even LSU get basketball hit, we'll, we'll have a better idea of what direction they're going to be heading. Right. And even then you can't really base that off anything that the NCAA will do in the future that they've done in the past. So, um, you know, Colin, you, you've been at USF during a NCAA investigation. Oh boy. Have I, <laughs> Um, you know, what, what are some of the, the do's and don'ts maybe, uh, for a staff list? <laughs> don't, there's just one. Don't, don't lie. Like if you did something, say you did it, Like just don't lie. And if you don't, if you've got nothing to hide, if you got something to hide and you get caught, that's when you get in deep shit. So I was accused of writing a term paper for the power forward for the basketball team. I did not write said term paper. I did proofread said term paper. And I later found out that the proof, I was proofreading a paper 
that was written by the girlfriend of the power forward for the basketball team, not actually written by the power forward for the basketball team. She worked in the athletic department. It was a whole thing. She refused to cooperate. Um, I instantly said, I'll tell you everything I know. I don't think I did anything wrong, blah, 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 blah. So it is a nerve wracking, horrifying experience. It was four of the worst hours of my life being questioned by the NCAA. Not fun. Don't recommend it. Stress levels can't, I mean, it can't be any worse than the police. Can't be, you know, like they can have just as much control over your life in a way because it's like your job and your future and your good name. In fact, in some ways it's probably worse because they can just like drag your good name through publicly. You know what I mean? If they wanted to. Um, so I just didn't lie, told them everything I had to do. Steve Horton, that same compliance director who was the ninja who got all the petitions filed was sitting with me the entire time. Um, it sucks going through it, but at the end, like it's okay. And I found out the morning that they said, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You didn't do anything wrong. You know, don't prove free papers for, um, they, they said to me, don't prove free papers for student athletes again, unless you're working in the tutoring office. I said, okay, no problem. So then the morning, and remember the reason they came to me was cause I was the communications guy for the athletic department. So there was a reason that they <laughs> came to me. All right. Figure that out later. So then, um, I found out the morning of the release of USF's punishments that I was on probation for six months by the university. I found out that more. There was, and they literally like threw it in as like, we're walking to the press conference. Like, Oh, by the way, you're on probation for six months. <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> for what bro? Okay. Sure. No problem. Um, so yeah, that was, and you know, it was fine. I still have the letter from Leroy somewhere, um, that he signed, which was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it happens. It sucks. It sucks going through it. It's extremely stressful. And they do start at the bottom and they work their way up. So I was probably like one of the first people that got questioned um, in mine because I was low man on the totem pole. Um, so where they are in this, I don't know. But it sucks. And, you know, everybody... Know, and that's the other thing is like, I didn't say anything to anyone in the athletic department after I got questioned because they the first thing they tell you is, don't tell anybody, don't say anything, don't tell anybody, you know, blah, 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 blah. So there were people, some people knew, and then other people had no idea. And so the people who had no idea were like, wait, you got questioned by the NCAA three months ago? <laughs> and there were people who were like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I wasn't allowed to tell you. <laughs> um, there was one girl who ended up finding out through the grapevine, like a month after I went through it. And she's like, I was with you when you were proofreading that paper. And I was like, yeah. She's like, you didn't do anything. I saw exactly what happened. I saw the girl walk up to you and hand it to you and say, hey, can you proofread this? And I was like, yeah, you were here. She's, so then she ran and corroborated my story. But she only found out because somebody had told her that I had been questioned. Otherwise, I never would have even gone to her and said, hey, can you corroborate my story? So she heard it from somebody else and then she went in and like vouched for everything that I said. But like, for me, it's probably a little different. I had nothing to hide. If you're cheating on practices, it's probably a little more difficult because you're going to have to lie. <laughs> right. And <laughs> or, you got you know, a cop, or you cop to it and, you know, take your medicine. Yeah. And these coaches aren't here anymore. I don't think anyone's really here except for Emilio Nadelman, uh, a GA. Um, you know, Augie's gone. 
uh, Lindsay Lamar's gone. It's they've got to track these people down. Uh, you know, they'll they'll talk to the people who are still here, but it's you know, if you're working anywhere in college athletics, though, they have access to you, right? So, like, if you know, you know, dipshit McGee at McNeese State slash Syracuse, if they want to question him <laughs> about what happened here, they can go to Syracuse and say, "Hey, we want to ask you questions about what happened." at South Florida when you were plowing the ball into the line 47 times a game and getting nowhere because you're a blithering moron. Um, you know, they can do that. And, and dipshit McGee has to talk to them because, um, if not, then he's in violation of his contract with Syracuse and they have to fire him and he can't get paid. Oh, that'd be such a shame. Somehow I don't think he's going to fall on the sword for old Charlie. Somehow I don't think that's going to happen. No, I think he'll sing like a canary. I, you know, I, the one thing I want, I want to know who it was. I, I, that's my ultimate, you know, it very well could be Charlie himself. What, what are we doing here, folks? Totally. Yeah. But he's probably, but I, I would bet that, I mean, unless the investigations made severe, swift, swift, swift progress, I don't think he's been questioned yet. So he's probably heard from coaches or assistants or managers, equipment guys, maybe even players um, that, hey, they're looking at this for you. And I just want to give you a heads up that they asked me about X, Y, and Z today. And then yeah. what's he doing? He's just sitting in his house going, what the, what's going on? Nobody's telling me anything. And then, you know. You know you're being investigated, but you can't do anything about it. Someone, someone said on Twitter, uh, they, they asked me, how can we be cheating and still be this god awful? And I said, <laughs> cheating equals trying, but cheating does not equal winning. Orlando Antigua. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. <laughs> it, it's an inherent skill at USF that even if you cheat, you probably won't win. We, uh, have any of our schools that have cheated, cheated and won? Trying to think, has anybody cheated and won? Not uh, really. Yeah, Memphis lost a national championship game. <laughs> yeah, they were super cheating. I mean, they're having kids take SATs. I mean, yeah. like that, that's um, that's super cheating. Yeah, I don't think UNC was UNC wasn't good. I think they were like eight and four. Went and even that. that was like the the whole argument there was that the the classes were real classes. They were just bullshit but they were actual classes that any student can take so you know was that even cheating was the question because the institution gets to determine the academic standards of the institution so right uh i can't really think off the top of my head any school that you know was super successful i'm sure there's going to be there's going to be like that one person listening like this school you idiot won a championship game you guys aren't even thinking about it but Oh yeah, I mean, look, I'm no, I'm saying at USF. Who, oh, for real? Who's who at US? What teams at USF have cheated and and won? And like we later found out they were cheating, and I can't really think of anybody offhand. Even when we cheat, we lose. It's such horseshit. Can yeah. we even cheat? Okay, we can't even cheat well. Can't even cheat well. What much crap? Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the big news. I, I think we'll be following it along closely. Um, you know. I don't, I don't know about you. I mean, you've, you've said, um, you know, from people that you've talked to that the investigation has been going on for a while. It's not a, something that's been recent. Um, you know, I was told that, uh, by USF officials, they can't give me an exact date on that for, 
legality reasons. Um, Correct. So I assume once we find out the notice of allegations and everything kind of comes down, we'll be able to understand. So notice of allegations only given if you're going forward with something. If they don't find anything, you never get a notice of allegations. It just sort of like goes away into the ether. So it's, you will never get like a all clear, you know what I mean? Like it, that's just not how this works. Either they'll you get just stop a, showing up one day. They'll just stop showing up one day. Right. Like, it's not like you get like a, this, you know, matter is closed. They may send something, but it's not generally publicly put out there. Um, so yeah, when a notice of allegations comes through, that's when we'll have some formal whatever. And we may hear things, people may tell us things, but until, until that happens, like we're just all going to have to sit here and twiddle our thumbs. And sometimes these things take two months and sometimes these things take two years, you know, it just sucks. Right. Um, I think the, the next step for us in our reporting, uh, putting on our reporter cap is figuring out which coach, which coaches right now are unemployed and see if they've got a grudge. Go from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the big one. Um, somebody dropped a dime here and, and, and here's the thing. It might not be a coach. Like if it's, if we're talking about practice time, it could be a screwed over, you know, cleat cleaner. Like it could be anybody. Um, it could be a parent. It could be a pissed off former player, like where they start and where they finish aren't necessarily always the same place. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a coach to drop the dime here. It could be anyone with tangential root evidence close to the program. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is there anything else you kind of want to just, you know, go over regarding this? You know, I think we've, we've got some facts. We have, don't have all the facts and we probably won't get all the facts for a while. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if USF can, if it's even feasible that they get some of the money back, you know, unknowingly, um, <laughs> that would be just the most USF thing ever to back ass way into the money. <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? I mean, that would be peak 2020. It'd be like, so peak 2020. <laughs> hey, you're getting slapped with some, you know, probably low level violations. Oh, here's also $3 million. <sighs> mercy, mercy, mercy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Anything. That's the thing. If you get the money back, you're losing scholarships. Like there's no, if it's small enough where you wouldn't lose scholarships, you wouldn't get the money back. You know what I mean? Does right. that make sense? You know what I mean? It's not, if it's like, Oh, we went to, well, practice was 22 hours this week instead of 20 you owe us three million dollars that's not exactly how this works but if you had like a systemic plan in place where you were cheating on the regular over a long period of time in whatever capacity you were doing or you were illegally recruiting or you were whatever and there was systemic issues behind it then yeah maybe you could cost something back but um right i will say um you know if you get the money back it's probably gonna hurt you more in the long run than help you if if the football scoop, you know, allocations are correct that they were looking at on-field practice time, uh, basically the same thing happened at Pitt, where Pat Narduzzi allowed three quality control coaches to conduct hands-on coaching, which they are not allowed to do. Uh, he was he was forced to remain home for one week of off-campus recruiting period from December first to February first, 
and then will then is going to have to miss two days of preseason practice. Um, that's it. That ain't bad. Like, it, but that's not. You know, I don't think they're coming on campus for something that little nickel dimer, but we'll see. But yeah, nobody knows exactly what it is. And I haven't talked to anybody who could tell me anything like specific. So there you go. Um, quick wrap up. I think, um, you know, would like to shout out Carson Ragsdale for getting drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies. Fourth yeah, round. buddy. Pick uh, 169. Welcome was- to Philly, Carson. It's the greatest city in the world from like April to October. The other six months are kind of shitty. Um, but you will love playing in Philadelphia. They're the nicest fans in baseball. They're <laughs> kind, loving. They will just embrace you wholeheartedly. They don't care how you play. They just want you to be happy and fulfilled and self-actualized. That's really what they're looking for. And they want to feed you. They want you to eat a lot of cheesesteaks and broccoli rob. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. My new favorite baseball player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Until Marlon Mack goes to the Eagles next year. Um, well, that's not good. It's happening. Lock it up. It's absolutely not. Done. It's done. Back, bro. It's he needs a new place to go. We need a running back. It's done. Mm, we'll see. Um, yeah, so Carson to the Phillies. Uh, 91-95. Scouts were really impressed with his height. He, he is coming off the Tom John surgery. Uh, his final start of the season, no one knew it was going to be the final start. It was a Sunday matinee uh, against Florida. He went four innings, struck out ten. Uh, walked one, and that was, uh, you know, really impressive. Uh, I think the Bulls lost 2-1 that day. Uh, but, again, the, the bats were pretty atrocious uh, for most of the season. That start got him 497500 in slot value. Yeah. he's he, I've, From everything I've heard, um, he's signing under slot. Uh, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, he's going to sign sign under slot. There's a, I think it was a third rounder. A third rounder signed for 50K. Uh, what? Yeah. So I I don't know I don't know the exact numbers. Well, it'll come out eventually. But he's going to sign likely sign for under slot from what I've heard. I know uh, when the fourth round started, you know, rolling around, uh, there was a couple of teams calling uh, about the fifth round, and we're told that there's a deal in place for the fourth round, and there it is for under slot, so they can sign their. It's just a weird season. only five rounds in the MLB draft when there's typically 40. Uh, Major League Baseball is just a, a mess. It's in shambles. Um, we'll see. But uh, congrats to him. Um, Graham Hoffman got picked up as an undrafted free agent with the Red Sox. Good for him. He's coming back from Tommy John surgery as well and was impressive in his – he had four appearances last uh, this year. Um, so good for him. Proud of him. And, you know, that's – I believe that is 13 pitchers drafted since Billy Mull came on in 2015 as the pitching coach, now head coach. That's pretty damn impressive. Um, you know, two a year, um, it, that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, now, now, coach. now win, win a conference tournament or regular season championship for the first time since 1995. That'd be swell. That would just, be swell. How it's just it, it, it's impossible to go a quarter century with a college baseball team in Tampa, Florida, with good facilities, a quarter century, and not win a regular season or a conference tournament. Either or fucking insane. A little bit. A little bit. We'll get it together probably one of these days. I'd I'd 
I've never been more optimistic about the state of USF athletics than I am right now. And that's with the NCAA on campus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still an optimist. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, We will keep you guys updated on everything going on with NCAA investigation, coronavirus, everything. Uh, Colin, quickly plug uh, DK and then go from there. DraftKings Nation, if you enjoy gambling, um, if you're in the state of Florida, we don't we have fantasy products that you have access to so you can play fantasy sports online um we'll have uh ufc uh fantasy we'll have golf fantasy um you know even if it's like for it doesn't even have to be fantasy for like an entire season it can just be like a single game there's two premiership games tomorrow you can do that there as well um all of our content is related around that so check us out and then go on DraftKings and bet um but we'll give you the inside scoop where we can had some great things pop up um, we made some really good picks on UFC last week. <laughs> that sport bet's weird. If you start, I'm starting to see it now and starting to figure it out. Our guy Amir over there has killed it with German soccer. He's just murdering German soccer. So yeah, get in there and um, if you want to check out the content over there, we're doing uh, everything that we possibly can until college football comes back, and then I can go be the college football editor again, which is what they hired me for a long time ago. Perfect. I appreciate you all listening. Uh, This has been the Blue Nautic Podcast with Colin Sherwin and Nathan Bond. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.